Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Happy, 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 happy new year, everybody. It's almost two days from now. Uh, We're going to be looking into 2024, going into a new season, going into a new year. I hope that you've enjoyed your uh, Christmas with your family and your friends. And I hope that you have had time to reflect on Jesus, (laughs) and as well, that you have had the opportunity to now getting prepared, get prepared, (laughs) excuse me, got a couple of sniffles (laughs) from uh, this week, but getting through it, and um, hope you're preparing for the new year. Hope you're reflecting about what happened this entire year. What may have been some ups, some downs, good things, bad things, lessons you've learned, uh, things you could have done differently, right? We all reflect on all these things every time we go into a new year. And as we try to get into this new year now... Let's make sure that the focus is also on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then at the same time, that you're going to do things differently than what you did this year. And whatever the season is that God is going to give you, this time around, you'll embrace it. Because He's got you. And no matter what struggles, what challenges... Anything that comes your way, God is going to help you in that situation. So my friends, we're going to continue along as we've been reading in the book of Amos. Wow, you know, we're almost going to be done soon with this book. And um, we are in chapter number eight in the book of Amos. We read half of the chapter last week, you know, and uh, God was really breaking it down to Amos the message to give to the people. You know, and that God would never forget what the people did and how they will face consequences. So as uh, we continue to read the word, this is what it says. We're going to start in verse 9. In the book of Amos chapter 8, verse 9, this is what it says. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon... And I will darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and boldness on every head. I will make it like mourning mourning for an only son and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God that I will send a famine on the land 
not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. In that day the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Bathsheba lives, they shall fall and never rise again. Father, thank you so much for your word. Your word is clear on what you will do. What are the actions you're going to take? What people will face? And we thank you, Lord, because we can read your word and ask ourselves, does this apply to me today? How do I apply this to my life today? Has something happened in my life similar to this? That now I'm facing uh, situations where I don't hear your voice. Father, we just thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, God was making it very clear to Amos in this scripture about how people were going to be seeking him, seeking to hear him, looking for him. They weren't going to hear him nor find him. Because we said last time, and we've been saying it for a while, that when God says enough is enough, he's enough is enough. That's it. No, it's a buts about it. God makes up his mind. He's very adamant about it. There's nothing you can do. He's made his decision. Now, that's not to say we haven't seen, excuse me, in the Bible where people have actually spoken to God, pleaded with God, and God has been kind enough to say, okay, we'll change the circumstance or I'll delay it a little bit, right? Um... There was it, 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 when someone has a relationship with God, they're able to come and speak to God on behalf. You know, Moses did that. He always spoke on behalf of the people. Abraham always did that. You know, um, there were just certain people that God, at the time, really used, and those individuals who had relationship with Him would go to him and plead with him. Now, in this case, Amos is just listening diligently exactly to what God is saying. He's hearing what he's saying. He's accepting what he's saying. And he knows that God is going to do what God wants to do. And no matter what, that Amos has been placed as the messenger that God appointed for such a time as this to bring the message to the people. And there was no contemplating, no it's a buts about it. He was delivering the message. And when it starts to talk about here that it says, and it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will not make the sun go down at noon. Could you imagine... (laughs) Because there was a time when the sun used to go down sooner. I don't know about you, but if you ever go out, you know, during the day and you see that the sun is, is rises, appears, 
And then around a certain time, it starts coming down. <clears throat> well, it's doing that to change the trajectory of how it goes from day to night, right? And it's also changing of the, the heat-wise, right? Of how it changes from being hotter during the day and then cooling off in the afternoon into the evening. We experience that as Americans today. I know in California the other day, I was at a location uh, and the temperature was like 75 degrees, but the sun was quite hot. So I felt a little bit uh, stuffier, felt a little bit hotter. Now, as soon as the sun started going down and then I was heading back home, it started to get cooler. So I wasn't as hot. So when God is saying here, that I will make the sun, I will I will make the sun go down at noon, right? That means you're not gonna be uh, giving more more uh, warmth that you are normally supposed to have. He will if instead that sunshine, he'll take it away sooner. Now, some of you might read this and say, oh, this just has to happen, you know, this just has to do with the clock, it has to do with the, you know, with, with the weather, with how the sun will appear, yes. You know, people are a lot happier, and I believe can function a little bit more better when the sun is shining. It gives them a sense of hope, it gives them a sense of, um, it gives them strength, encouragement to, to, to be out there, to go to work, to do things, to go food shopping, to go for a walk. But when the day is gloomy, it's cloudy, and all of a sudden, you just, it's like, feels like gloom doom. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. You stay home. You just stay home and hibernate, right? Now, imagine God starting to do this. And say, you know, instead of like the sun being down, you know, being out um, <clears throat> longer than it's supposed to, I'm just going to shorten that time, which means it's just going to shorten your your sense of being. Whatever it is that you're going to, you know, you're used to having in your livelihood and being a part of, you know, I'm, I'm just going to shut that down a little bit. I don't know, people will start to feel a little bit, uh, I'm sure at the time of Amos, they start to feel like, you know, the sun's going down early. We're not getting so much of a harvest now. Harvest might be halftime because, you know, the sun is needed, right, to really uh, give nourishment to the harvest of what was planted at the time of Amos. And it could have an effect on that crop, on that harvest, right? And then it says here, and I will darken the earth in broad daylight. There it goes. It'll start to become darker sooner than expected. And when it becomes darker sooner than expected, people's day kind of finishes. They go home. Um, There's not much that could be done in the dark. Especially at the time of Amos. You know, it's not like all the electricity you and I have today. Well, we just go and flip a switch and we get light everywhere on our porch, inside, living room, dining room, kitchen, you know, bedrooms. We got light all over. It wasn't like that back then. Back then, it was like, you know, everybody had candles, lanterns, lanterns. There are certain things. But after a while, they had to turn it off to conserve it, right? So think about 
what God is saying here when he was not just upset and angry and pinpointing specifically what he was going to do, but he's explaining to people, your livelihood's going to come to an end a little bit because I'm going to do these things. I'm going to take away the sun sooner and in broad daylight, I'm going to make it dark. I don't know about you, but every time daylight savings times comes around, oh, I dread it. Because I'm so used to that I prefer that it stays, you know, brighter and lighter all the way to like five, six, even seven. And then it starts getting dark around 7.30. When we do daylight savings time, man, we miss so much light. I mean, by 4.30 already, you are already, it's dark. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like the day is like long, the night is longer. Which is supposed to be like, we're supposed to get more rest because it's winter, coming into winter time. <clears throat> Excuse me, part of the fall, winter, you know, so that that way we go to sleep a little bit earlier and we get more rest. But you know, a lot of us don't get rest. A lot of us are still working even through the dark. <laughs> so uh, many of us are, um, are just still home watching TV or whatever for hours. We don't get the extra rest like we're supposed to. But in this case, God was saying, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and boldness on every head. I will make it like mourning for an only son and its end like a bitter day. Wow, talk about doom and gloom. <laughs> Very specific here. That whatever sweet songs we have been, they have been singing at that time is going to become lamentation songs. Right? Songs of sorrow. So, songs of depression. Songs that tell us a, a sad story. And most of all, that they're going to mourn. And you know, like, like I was just saying, you know, I get a certain way when daylight savings com time comes. Because I'm like, oh. I've lost half, more than half my day now. This is how I look at it. Where I like to do things during the day, when it's nice and bright and sunny, as opposed to at night. Even with the driving. I prefer to drive during the day, anywhere I have to go, as opposed to nighttime. I prefer not to have to drive too much during the night. I prefer driving during the day. But because of daylight savings time for many people who have to go to work, they feel like they get up a little bit in the dark, go to work, then they come home, they're coming home in the dark. <laughs> it's, un it's not until we change it back that then we start to feel, okay, I woke up, it's daylight. I'm coming home, it's daylight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for us, I'm just giving you that example because of what we deal with as Americans. Imagine what was happening at the time of Amos and what God was doing. A lot of people were going to be jury. <laughs> they were going to be mourning like, oh man, like I, I've just, we just lost all the sunlight. The sunlight that's important for my harvest to grow. You know, I just planted the seeds. I need the sun. You know, I'm watering it, but I also need the sun to help it grow. It just changes our demeanor, our, our way of thinking, our body posture, our physicality. It just changes everything depending on what happens when we're in the light or when we're in the dark. 
And for God, God was saying, yeah, I'm going to be putting y'all in the dark. Y'all going to be left out in the dark. And it says here, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. You know, that these are some very, very deep words. God is saying here, you know, the day's going to come when you're going to be like looking for my advice, looking for my guidance, looking to uh, for my Holy Spirit to be communicating with you. You're not going to find it. It's not going to, I'm not going to be here because I'm no longer going to pass by. But when we read earlier in the chapter, God was like, I'm not passing by anymore. I'm not coming to visit you. My presence is not going to be with you. I will go somewhere else. And God was making it very clear. You know why? Because God made it clear to the people that he was not playing games. They had an opportunity to get their stuff back on track. They had an opportunity to repent of their ways and their sins. They had an opportunity to start fresh with God, but they chose not to. So then God said, you know, peace out. Ever hear anybody say that to you? All right. You're not not accepting me? You know, what did the guy do? He's he's dusting... uh, I, dusting the dust off his feet, you know, when someone doesn't receive you, right? Jesus said, just dust your, just, just dust your feet off and then just keep going when someone doesn't receive you. And this is exactly what God was doing. He was like, you don't want to receive me. You don't want to be part of me. You don't want to have a relationship with me. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to pray with me. You don't want to meditate with me. You don't want to seek my word, be by my side, me be by your side then I'm not going to be here. There's no need for me. You don't need me. You claim you don't need me, so I got to move on. I got to move on to a humble heart who's seeking me in spirit and in truth and wants relationship with me. And God will move on to other people. You know, there's been times when we have seen that people have gotten a ministry or some type of calling in their lives. Um, We know that it came from God and and um, they were in that ministry for, for years. And then all of a sudden, something shifts in the atmosphere with that individual. We don't know what their walk of life is at this point. We don't know what they're doing or not doing. And then all of a sudden, things start to change. Now, there is a difference between I'm in a new season of what God has me doing, and then God is going to change me into a different season. That's different. I'm talking about the season that God has placed you in that's supposed to be a season, let's say, of 5, 7, 10, 20 years. You never know, right? Only God knows all things. But all of a sudden, within the third year, something's happening. We've got to ask ourselves, did something shift with that individual? Did the prayer life shift? Did the meditation with the Lord time shift? Did the reading of the Bible shift? You know, what happened? Maybe... um they're caught up in stuff. Maybe they backslid and whatever the case might be, you know, and then you start to see a change. Something drastic happens. Well, that is because something has happened with that individual. And if that individual is not giving God time of the day, sometimes you'll see that they lose that ministry and then it's given to somebody else or that God moves that person somewhere else, which is totally different from that ministry because maybe God feels you know, this is the relationship that I have with this individual. They're not being as sincere anymore. 
I have to transition them to something else. I have to um, start them from scratch again. We don't know. We never know. That's why it's important, my friends, for us to constantly be in communication with God, have relationship with Him, speak to Him, cry to Him, you know, um, get on our knees and pray to Him to help us, guide us, give us an understanding of what we're supposed to be doing in our lives. There are many of us who, you know, we think we really have the relationship with our Heavenly Father, but we don't spend time with Him. We don't get up in every day in the morning and, and give the devotion time. Listen, I'm guilty of that too. There's days I get up, I'm in such a rush for work or I overslept or something, and I got to keep going, right? Like the bunny energizer. <laughs> My husband sometimes says to me, you like the bunny energizer, where I just have to keep going. And then I get home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do my devotion this morning. Well, you still have an opportunity to do it at night, right? You have an opportunity to stop in your tracks, especially when you're reminded of that and say, well, let me spend five minutes, 10 minutes, let me take a break, you know, and give some time to the Lord. Because our Heavenly Father always needs to be with us on our journey. He always needs to be with us on our side. You know, he's the guidance who helps us on everyday life situations. How do we go about handling our day today? Well, we rely first on our Heavenly Father to be a part of that. And when he's a part of that, we know things are going to turn out well. And if they don't turn out well, we know he's going to sustain us through the process. But when we just start the day ourselves and we're going here, we're going there, and everything just becomes chaotic, something's wrong. We're not relying on the source that is the foundational source that we're supposed to have in our life to help us with everyday situations. And then it says here, because people try to find find him, they won't find him. They'll be looking, searching, wondering, well, why am I not hearing from the Lord? Because the Lord has left, left your presence. Your Lord, the Lord is not there. You know, um, and then it's going to be this famine. You're having a famine. <laughs> You're having a famine on the land of the presence of the Lord. That is a very bad position to be in. It has nothing to do with food. Like it says, it has nothing to do with, with water. It's not that you're going to lack bread or, or water. You're going to lack the presence of the Lord, which is not a good thing. That's worse than not having bread and water. <laughs> you need to have the Lord's presence in your life. You need to have him by your side. You need to have him holding your hand and guiding your every step that you make every day. Start your day with him. Seek his kingdom first and then all these other things will follow on. You know, um, if we seek our Heavenly Father first every day, our day, no matter how bad it might be, how stressful, how challenging, uh, he's going to help us through this process. We'll have the Holy Spirit operating in us and giving us an understanding of how we should do certain things. Especially we get stuck in situations where we're like, I just don't know what to do here. Well, your Heavenly Father will speak to you and tell you what to do. Right? If you're having that relationship with him and you're solid with him. And not finding, I, I don't ever want to find myself in a situation, neither should you, that you're seeking the Lord and you don't sense his presence. 
or you don't hear his voice anymore. That is not a good place to be in. And then it says here, In that day, the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and as the way of Bathsheba lives, they shall fall never rise again. You know, even those that would have been holding off, you know, uh, diligently, uh, and even those who may have the greatest strength in the world will still uh, faint from thirst. You know, there's nothing better than having the word of God embedded in our hearts and our spirit and our mind and our soul and having relationship with him. And knowing that every time we are yearning for something or we need something, we, you know, thirst for us in the natural is one thing, whether you have coffee, tea, water, whatever it is, to give nutrition to your body. But also it's about the thirsting and the longing for the Lord. You want to drink of his cup. You want to uh, drink of what he has to offer you. You want to be in communion with him. And when people will find themselves that they themselves have always been the forefront of their own lives and have never put God in the center or steering or taking the wheel, like we always say, Jesus, take the wheel. We're going to find ourselves that we will be fainting because of lack of thirst. We will find ourselves that no matter how we we think we have sustained ourselves or how strong we've been, if we don't have our Heavenly Father in our lives as the main source and foundation for anything that we need in our lives, whether that's, you know, nutrition, thirst, bread, whatever, spirit, and mainly spiritually, we will find ourselves that we will lack in areas and we will suffer the consequences for not being fully grounded with the Lord. Now, I don't know about some of you who might be listening to me right now, but if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior into your life, it is not late to do that. It is a simple prayer. It's like, God, I come to you humbly and boldly. I, I know that you're a real God. I know you exist. I may have never had a relationship with you, but I do want to confess right now that I am a sinner. I have done wrong. I know that your son, Jesus Christ, based on the story that I've heard and may have read, that he is your ultimate son who came on this earth and died for my sin uh, to redeem me and to give me life. And that I truly accept your Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in my life. And I want to move on in relationship with him. I want to have relationship with him and you, God. And I want to do things accordingly in your name uh, in my life going forward. And I ask all these things. And I ask that I be accepted into into your arms um, as as I surrender my life to you. I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, 
You don't have to have all this theology background and degrees to pray to God and have God touch your heart and come into your life. It is as simple as you having a conversation, you know, and then find a sense of community of other like believers in Jesus Christ that could help you along in your journey. You know, when I first got saved, it was because someone invited me to a Bible study. I didn't know where that Bible study was going to lead to, but I accepted the Bible study invite and uh, I went on the Bible study. Next thing I knew, I was among a group of believers and I gave my life over to the Lord and I got baptized. I mean, for me, it was one way for people. It could be another way. Like, you could just meet someone. God could have a divine appointment for you. You meet someone. They speak to you. You can just stumble into a church because God, the Holy Spirit, leads you to go to this church. I mean, you never know how it's going to happen. For many people, it has also happened. They're in their homes and all of a sudden... They're crying out to God and God comes and touches their lives. You never know how your encounter is going to be. I know how mine was. And I know when I got baptized, I felt like I was walking on clouds uh, because it was just something that shifted the atmosphere. You know, spiritually, curses were broken off of me, um, things of that nature. And God just then put me in a new place, you know. I want to tell you, my friends, that as we're li- reading the book of Amos and we're seeing what God was talking about as far as departing from them, you have to ask yourself, do you want God to depart from you? I know I don't. I want God to constantly be by my side. I want to know that he's there and I can rely on him. I want to hear his voice. I want to speak to him. I want to have conversations with him. You know, I I want him to show me what I'm supposed to do on a daily basis. You know, what is my mission on this earth continuing to be? So that I can do things according to his will, you know, that would be for my life. I don't know about you, but reading all this in the book of Amos, you know, this is something that we need to kind of like stop in our tracks and be like, pay attention. And be like, wow, is that what God really said? He sure did. And we need to ask ourselves, do we want him to do that for us now? Today in 2023, as we finish off this year? Because look, we have said in the book of Amos, as we've been reading it all these weeks, that there are things that happen in the book of Amos that is happening to us right now. And how people are turning away from from God and how people are cursing God and how people are turning away from the faith. You know, they're no longer believing in the Bible. They're saying that the Bible is not true. I mean, people are swaying left and right. We have to find ourselves and say, you know, hey, let me evaluate this because I want relationship with God. No matter what my friends might be thinking, no matter what the new trends are out there, no no matter what the new ideologies are that are coming my way, I have to stay grounded in, in my Heavenly Father, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and knowing that God is real and His book the Bible is real. It's real. These All these stories are real. Everything we're reading is real. They can re- it resonates with our spirit and our soul. It resonates. These stories resonate with how I understand what was happening at the time of 
the story and then how do, how is it applying to my life today what am i what am i experiencing as i'm reading the word of god right what is god revealing to me what is the holy spirit revealing to me some of these areas in my own life that i need to address and fix to make sure i have relationship with my heavenly father my friends you know i said it from the beginning when we started in the book of amos the book of amos is not an easy book to read because it's very raw and at the same time god was doing a lot he was he was punishing people he was letting people have it he was telling people like it was he wasn't sugarcoating anything he was making people were going to face consequences he was making sure people would know that you know they're not going to get away with certain things anymore like and we have to look at ourselves today and say is you know god might be talking to me too about these things today because i'm telling you he is and my friends reading this word you know and saying you know in that day fair visions and strong men shall faint from thirst those who swear by the sin of samaria who say as your god lives o dan and as the way of bishiva lives they shall fall and never rise again in other words anyone who's saying you know i am seeking another god i don't have appetite anymore <clears throat> to hear the the word of god coming from a prophet you know um it would not be a good thing right now if you have the opportunity to have relationship with your heavenly father it's a beautiful thing don't let go of that the one relationship that you should never dismiss or uh walk away from is the relationship you have with your heavenly father that is the ultimate and most important relationship of all relationships in your life your heavenly father's relationship comes first then all the other relationships follow your mom your dad your sister your brother your cousin uncle aunts all those people your friends your coworkers right that's after the acknowledgement of first your heavenly father's relationship and acknowledging him you know there's days i wake up and i say good morning holy spirit good morning heavenly father good morning lord good morning holy spirit like i wake up and i'm greeting everybody first in the spirit <laughs> thanking them for another day allowing them to speak to me today you know you know what am i embracing today what might be coming my way that i need to prepare for how do i speak to someone about who you are in my life things like that my friends you know this word is very deep and i know sometimes really reading it and ex- accepting it is hard but this is noted history that actually took place in the same way this is noted history in the bible as you and i live life today and we see everything in the american society there is history that's also being noted today although that's in the carnal way but this you know there is history here cuz this these people were alive <laughs> real people at the time of amos back in the day right a long time ago 
So, my friends, I don't know about you, but I always get inspired. I always get motivated. I get an eye-opening moment every time I read God's Word. And I always have to ask myself, am I in any of these areas that I could be jeopardizing my relationship with my Heavenly Father? So I hope that you have enjoyed the Word today. May God continue to bless you. Continue to know that God loves you and that you're not alone. And that no matter what happened this year, God brought you through it. No matter what the ups and downs were, if you had your relationship with your Heavenly Father, He was always there with you. And as you leave 2023 and this door closes, a new door is going to open in 2024. Start with a positive outlook. Start positively reading God's word (laughs) so that you can continue to carry on uh, your relationship with your Heavenly Father. And if you have not had the opportunity, confess your sins to your Heavenly Father. Ask for forgiveness. Forgive other people because forgiveness sets you free. And most of all, remember that no matter what is happening in this world, no matter how chaotic it might seem, no matter how much you've had to endure and deal with, your Heavenly Father will help you get through it. And you must truly believe that. And you must hold on to the promises that He has for your life. Because in the end, my friends, we are all here on this earth to serve a purpose. And our job is to have that relationship with our Heavenly Father to find out exactly what is it that we're supposed to be doing. Because He will guide us and show us and equip us. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy New Year to you. Be safe out there. And I look forward to speaking again with you next year. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.